ruthless aggression. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. I lie! Don't make fun of me, sucker! Wait! Here comes the pain! Enjoying the ride, Randy. His name is Eric Bischoff! What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression! the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, the show that seeks to answer the question, was it really an era? You know, we have the Attitude Era, we have the Golden Era, the New Generation Era, but can we honestly call this time period between 2002 and 2008 a bona fide era? My name is Levi, and joining alongside me today to find an answer to that question is Kyle. Kyle! What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, and I tell you, it, it took all of my energy not to interrupt you during that opening. <laughs> Dude, I was just like, I was ready. I was, I was just grimacing. I was gritting my teeth. I was beet red, just shaking. I wanted to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining in on the ruthless roller coaster, as it is so called, it's good old Jake R. How are you doing, Jake? Well, I, I'm doing well. I, I won't lie to you, folks. Uh, I'm a, we're a little late today because of me. Uh, that's my fault, you see. And uh, I'm going to own it. I'm going to step up to the plate, and I'm going to be a man and, and stand in that batter's box. And it's a 3-2 count. You know, uh, you got runners in scoring position, and it comes down to, to whose responsibility it is to, to swing the bat. Uh, it's going to be me, like a great player out of Oklahoma, Danny Hodge. Uh, one of the toughest, toughest. Oh SOB gosh! Guys. Anyway, uh, and today's review. Uh, I know this isn't Vengeance 2003. <laughs> Everyone has stopped listening right there. Yep. Today Danny we're Hodge. doing something different. <laughs> we're doing a, uh, today. We're doing something different. We're going over bragging rights 2013. Probably the best. <laughs> ever. We're doing st- what was it? Stomping grounds 2018. There you go. At Tacoma, Washington. Uh, tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Nah. No, today's review is a bit of a bonus. I know what I said in the past two shows now, uh, Vengeance 2003, uh, I promise that is the very next episode we will do. But today, today, albeit a bit of a short one, we are back in the timeline of the Ruthless Aggression era, uh, almost uh, a day short of the year when Vince McMahon uttered those words, Ruthless Aggression. Ruthless Aggression. Just like that. And you know, Kyle, you know, we've been doing this from the start. Jake joined in about midway through. Well, as far as the first year goes, he's still very early on in, in, in here. In the, the timeline. Time but what what do you say, you know? Um, are we are we in an era? Did, did they keep up the theme of ruthless aggression between then and now? What do you say? Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I think it's more so on SmackDown than Raw, that's for sure. <laughs> well, why would that be? I don't know. Raw just seemed to... Uh, SmackDown just seems to have more energy. You know, folks like Lesnar and all that definitely embody the whole <laughs> kind of spirit. Uh, but Raw just seems to be a big old stagnant Triple H filled stank zone. <laughs> so... I don't it, know. It I can't. Used I can't. To be the war I can't. zone. Now it's a stank zone. Yeah, it's a stank zone now. I can't say that Raw is too ruthless, but I definitely say that this is this is totally an era. Jake, what do you say? What are your opinions so far on what you've seen? Well, this is this is kind of fun for me. I, I think I've I've mentioned before that I was a lapsed fan during this era, so a lot of it I'm seeing for the first time, and I'm still kind of seeing it through the eyes of a post invasion. Uh, situation, so I even kind of count, you know, the invasion as part of the ruthless aggression era, even though it's not really. Uh, it's kind of the, it, it's like uh, in between of the attitude and the the ruthless aggression era, like the invasion era, a mini era, if you will. But I don't know, like so far, it does seem like it's definitely its own set. I, I think, like uh, like Kyle said, it's definitely more so on SmackDown. There's a definite like style to what they're doing that's different from the way things used to be. No, no. I, I feel like Ruthless Aggression, it's all about kind of proving yourself. And I feel like the talent on SmackDown is doing that. Like they're stepping up to the plate and showing that they have something. Whereas in Raw, right now, it just seems really stagnant. Good point. I I would probably honestly agree. Uh, Raw needs a good kick in the fanny. Mm-hmm. And will they get it tonight? Will we crown a new World Heavyweight Champion? Um, all Oof. signs point to no. And in this episode, we're reviewing one of the most famous episodes of Raw in history. Kane unmasks. Ah! from the world's most famous arena it's Madison Square Garden in New York City and just a little history on this uh, arena it broke ground in October of 1964 and is one of the few seemingly older arenas still under the same name today the construction cost of the arena was initially 123 million dollars but with renovations we have seen that number bump up to 1.7 billion dollars Dang. The world's most famous arena. The attendance tonight is 15,451. And the theme song is Across the Nation by the Union Underground. Now get the girls, the drugs from my generation. Oh, this is a great one. I love this. Is, this is probably my favorite raw intro song. Really? Me too. You mean yeah, you don't this... like, uh, what's that one? Uh,. Nickelback? I cannot remember the words for the life of me. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> no, I actually, like this one and even like the SmackDown one, not to get too far off base, Beautiful People is is great right now. Right now, yeah. they changed I feel things like, like a month ago. Did they? Yeah, it's that one. It's like, 
Come on. That one. The one you hear way too much whenever you play uh, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Correct. <laughs> well, here comes the pain. So, of course, we have the classic intro that we see even before pay-per-views. Uh, but on Raw, you get flashing images of Bischoff. And and recently, they have piped in the audio to where you hear the crowd boo. And then when Austin comes on after that, the, you hear the fans cheer. It's a lot of fun. But, yeah, we are here. We are ready to go. match is a big juicy battle with a big papa pop scott strider with booker t taking on test and christian so we immediately get kicked off with a match there's no 20 minute promo so i'm digging that yeah buddy (laughs) so as steiner and stacy make their entrance jim ross shouts look what he won I'm just like, jeez, dude. <laughs> she is an object and nothing more. <laughs> Steiner, of course, recently won the managerial services of Stacey Keebler at Bad Blood. But and obviously that means... He tasted her sweet nectar, right? Oh, oh no. God. I forgot about that. Ugh. I, for one, know what it's like to taste a sweet nectar. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. I, know, I like that every chance you get just to like highlight the fact that she's an attractive woman like he'll stare at her butt and be like hey everybody it's pretty nice huh and kind of like look around <laughs> and everybody's like yeah it is nice she's, she's looking Scott. she's taller than me look at this it's crazy test comes out and gets a pretty loud boo reaction so he's you know he's getting over as a heel because he's a in, big he's a big booty hoe at least in new york anyway they show a clip from last week's Raw where Test gave Mae Young a pump handle slam. That was funny. That was like, out of nowhere. You know, I saw this twice and it made me laugh both times. She sustained several internal injuries, according to Jim Several. Ross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have the unfortunate task to let you know Mae Young's heart exploded upon him. <laughs> she has several internal injuries thanks to Blue Chew. Oh no. And you know what? I'm fixing to say it. Say it. It, it looks like Christian is wearing a diaper. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is up with that? Not good ring gear. What's up with that? So Booker and Christian start out. Christian gets some punches in, but Booker gets a clothesline and a huge body slam. Or scoop slam, whichever you prefer, Daddy. Christian gets Booker in his corner and tags out to Test. Test gets a big clothesline and then makes a gesture at Stacy. He starts doing push-ups and attempts a pump handle slam to Booker, but evades and hits a spinning heel kick to Test. And then that was we get quick too. Yeah, and then we get the hot tag to Scott Steiner. <laughs> Steiner hits clotheslines and overhead belly to belly to Christian. Then a reverse DDT to test. 
military press to the outside to Christian. Tess tries to pin Steiner while cheating with putting his feet on the ropes, but Stacy gets the ref to catch it. Stacy mounts the apron and starts arguing with Tess. You know, she slaps him, and somehow this isn't a disqualification. I, You know, I was looking at that, too, and all I can really think is that perhaps because like it, he pulled her, like, he put his hands on her first. I I don't know. Yeah. I, like, I'm trying to make sense of it, but yeah, like, she's, that should have been the end of the match right there. No, the ref should have, like, seen it and went, I didn't see anything. Like, just being like, he's a jerk. That would have, we, we could all laugh at it. That's right. That actually would have been okay, like, if he turned to him and he's like, hey, she hit me, and he's like, so? That actually would have been, like, that would have been okay. That would have made sense of the spot. Dude, I'd, I would use reverse psychology if I was Tess. It's like, oh, so you're sexist, huh? You know, it's like, you're not going to call DQ just because, you know, you, you think she's inferior as a woman. You don't think she hurt. I'm, I'm hurting right now, you know? I'm, I'm I, view, hurting I view her as my equal, even though he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, like, totally turn it. That'd be some. That'd be him hanging out with Sean O'Hare for too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I've forgotten all about that awful name. <laughs> so, um, at any rate, Test uses Steiner to knock into Stacy, pushing her off the apron. Steiner knocks uh, knocks down Test. Christian attempts to hit Booker with the Intercontinental Belt, but Booker T hits a huge heel kick to take him out. Pew. Scott Steiner clotheslines Christian out. Booker follows, but as Steiner turns around, Tess hits a big boot and gets the pin. The reunited Un-Americans win. And I'll go first here. It was okay. Uh, short. Thumbs in the middle. Uh, I have to disagree. I thought it was one of the best bouts I've seen in a while. And it gets the biggest. No, it was It was just okay. It was a fine opener. Nothing, nothing crazy, nothing to write home about, but, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It keeps the storyline going, makes you think that there's still equality between Test and, and Scott Steiner as competitors. And you've got something for, for Scott to be mad about next week. Sure, fine. Thumbs in the middle. This storyline's been going on for a really long time. It's like the longest lasting one on the show. I mean, it's apart from Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Well, yeah, but that's been going on for a long time. And Rodney Mack and Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still going on to this day. Rumor has it Rodney Mack's making his big fifth return to WWE this year. That's what he's going to face Goldberg at Super Showdown. We cut backstage to Kane looking in a mirror. They cut to a flashback of his debut. And Kyle, what I need from you right now is to tell us what it was like when Kane debuted and what Vince McMahon called on commentary. And go. <laughs> Ah, oh, crap. What did he call on commentary? Remember, it's young Vince. Oh. <sighs> that's gonna be... That's gonna be Kane! That's gonna be Kane! You do it better than <laughs> I can. I can't do young Vince too well. What? Of course you can. I've heard you do it before. Put me on the, you put me on the spot, Levi. You know what happened? Oh, what a maneuver! Oh, what a maneuver! It's gonna be Kane! There you go. <laughs> I'm not your dancing monkey today, Levi. Back off. <laughs> Undertaker down, down on his stomach. And, and what's this? Who Who's this coming down the aisle? That's got to be Kane. That, that, that's got to be Kane. Very nice. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> so you, you'll be old Vince and I'll be young Vince. 
That works better for me. <laughs> well, what would it sound like if old Vince called it? Who's that big rich son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna appear. <laughs> he's gonna appear. There you see, folks. Uh-oh. It is Kane. Will his dreams come true tonight? They will if he wins the world's heavyweight title. Or it will be a nightmare if he loses and has to unmask. In any event, Kane's life tonight will change forever. can only wonder, JR, is, is Kane looking into his future or into his past? Well, Kane become the world's heavyweight champion. We're going to find out live tonight here on Raw. So, after the flashback, Waller says, is Kane looking into his future or to his past? And that's weird. <laughs> are, are we supposed to be aware that he's having a flashback, like, in real time? Or, like... Everyone That's can... what was getting me. Was like they can't, like they could have just made it like, oh, Kane's contemplating. Here's a vision of his past, and just shown us clips. Instead, they did that fade out, implying that yeah, we're looking at a dream. So weird. It's like They're I like, know it's sports entertainment, but come on, guys. All they were missing was the harp sound from like. When you <laughs> <Yeah. know. laughs> I mean, just because you're sports entertainment doesn't mean you get to lack logic. You know what I mean. It- it doesn't mean you get to bring a cat into the, the ladies' locker room. It doesn't mean you get to bury Paul Bear in cement and then he comes back with no explanation. It doesn't mean you get to push the giant off the roof of a building and have him show up with no problems. <laughs> <laughs> and and how do you have a Yeti? How, how does that come about? <laughs> Yeti. How, how do you have Robocop? <laughs> Jim Crockett, that's how. <laughs> so we cut to JR and King. They are surfing the internet. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so funny. They encourage viewers to log online to WWE.com and vote Blue if they think Kane and vote if they think Kane will win or will he unmask. I think I voted on this. I was at my dad's house <laughs> when I watched this and he had internet. I was probably optimistic here. Kayfabe was still real to me. So what if, I probably what if, what if this online poll was the the actual catalyst for whether or not he became champion or unmasked, huh. like Taboo Tuesday. Yeah, but like not complete crap. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be that'd be pretty crazy. That would be Toad's Cray. It's like let's see what the people want. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I voted that he will win because I wanted him to win. Are you ready for the showdown of a lifetime? 
when the new up-and-coming Christopher Nowinski takes on the legendary unrivaled Maven. <laughs> so Teddy Long and Christopher Nowinski come out. And Teddy as Long pulling double duty. Yeah, Teddy Long's looking fresh, too. <laughs> Thugging and bugging, baby. Playa. As they're making their entrance, JR says, uh, don't miss Ren and Stimpy's new adult party cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> as well as a stripperella. <laughs> I forgot about those shows. I died. <laughs> he, says, oh. he says, don't miss uh, their new adult party cartoon, Ren and Stimpy. Gary the Rat. And stripper. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is funny. I remember I actually watched all of those and they premiered. I was probably like 12. I shouldn't have been watching them. And they all <laughs> sucked. They were all terrible. Those are those shows I was definitely aware of, like I will get in trouble if I watch that. And therefore yeah. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> my my stepdad my stepdad caught me watching Stripperella and he was like, Hey, you don't even watch that Stripperella. And I was like, It's not I was like, It's not good, don't worry. <laughs> I, I like your stepdad, but you don't need to be watching that Stripperella. Now it's one of those things where he's just like, Well, at least I know you're not gay, don't watch that, you know. Now Kyle, why were you watching Stripperella? Were you looking uh, at her character development? Because uh she had a pair of breasts and I was like, That's 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 just fine. <laughs> <laughs> No, only, thing, only, thing, <laughs> only thing I remember from the show is like I think isn't the opening theme done by like Kid Rock or somebody stupid. And uh, wasn't Kid Rock like dating Pamela Anderson at the time? I don't know. Were and they then at the time? I think so. Yeah, I think that so. sounds right. And then uh, I remember there's a character that was called like Special Agent something, and he was Dave. called Special Agent because he was like mentally handicapped. <laughs> oh my oh, god! That was the joke. Dude, uh, okay, so listeners will know that one of the commercials I included was uh, in one of the previous episodes was for Ren and Stimpy's adult party cartoon. Yes. And one of the writers, because Kyle, you may not know that I did this. One of the writers in the commercials that they advertised was like, Ren's still a butthole. Stimpy's still retarded. They said it on TV. Yeah, Yeah, in the commercial. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So calling people retarded was still okay, I suppose. Yeah. But anyway, it's funny that you say that. I guess that was... I never watched Gary the Rat either, so I, I don't know. I, if I don't even remember it. I just I remember Eek the Cat. Do you remember Eek the Cat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the only thing like that I remember. So at any rate, Theodore Long, uh, they talk about how unfairly Chris has been treated. He's been discriminated against due to his intelligence, which is the only reason he didn't win tough enough. Okay, real quick. Um, going back, we're going back to the most important conversation of all, uh, Stripperella. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clearly I moved on too fast. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just I pulled it up on Wikipedia, and I'm not seeing any mention of the Kid Rock doing the theme, though he is listed under the starring credits. Uh, apparently, the show is created by Stan Lee. Yeah, that's what oh, they said in the commercial. Like they were, I imagine they just approached him like, "Hey, Stan Lee, uh, we're doing an an adult superhero. Well, what can you do? We got a hundred thousand dollars to give you. I don't know. uh, People like boobs. Make a boob superhero." (laughs) Dude, objectifying women was in. It was in style, and that's how he ended up paying for uh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. 
There you go. <laughs> all Stripperella <laughs> writes. Hey, Stripperella crawled so that Avengers could walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they call that crawling. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Okay, I, I did find a confirmation. Yeah, the theme was done by Kid Rock. Great. I'm glad I know so that. So, Kyle, now. what I need from you now yeah. is tell us what it was like. When Kid Rock sings, I'm just playing. He's like, I'm Kid Rock, I suck, and I don't sing good. Hey, he's a WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer. You put some respect on him. And he song. earned it with Lonely Road of Faith. WWF Desire <laughs> videos, I'm telling you. Those videos used to pump me up and still do to this day. Creed, you, my used sacrifice, to listen, you, used to to you used to listen to it before you went on the, the field in your football games? I mean, I was in second grade, so... <laughs> hey, I had like hype music in like sixth grade. I didn't get, I didn't care. My sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I made so much sacrifice for this game at age ten. Get all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so hey guys, uh, next episode. I know we said we we're gonna do pay per view, but we lied. It's gonna be me doing an entire Creed cover, <laughs> just of human clay. <laughs> So, anyway, back to Theodore Long. He calls attention to uh, Christopher Nowinski's opponent, Maven, and said, Light Skin Brothers went out three years ago. It's thugging and bugging time. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, Rodney Mack and Maven look very similar. Right. Right. So, it's a little bit of a hypocrisy on Theodore R. Long's part. But, um, I think it's funny. Uh, Nowinski... Does not need a mouthpiece. No, he doesn't. He's mm. a, he's good. He is very capable on his own. And he's sexy. Have you seen that mask? <laughs> that that uh, holistic metal mask <laughs> with the uh, flowers. <laughs> Whatever it is you said. <laughs> uh, so, not much to say here. Maven no. reverses a suplex and roll up for the win. It's uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> It's so weird because, like, I remember this. Like, he rolled him up, and he—I swear—he just got like a two count, and they ended up replaying it, and, and still they're like, like a oh, two. that was two. And then they replayed it, and then they both kind of were just—they paused for a second, and we're like, no, that was three. Yep, yep, there you go, three. <laughs> Trying to cover for the fact that it was obviously two. I I saw three. It's Jake, the power of Maven. I'm telling Jake, you. What did you it looked like. It looked like t- the- I saw the arm three times, but I only heard him slap the mat twice. It's like I I recall in like 2016, I saw a couple four counts in the WWE. It was really weird. Uh, or excuse me, in the WWE. Cobra, Sorry. come on! No, no, it was me. <laughs> I had like this stack of Game Boy games in a shelf. I actually I had this my- stack of cassette tapes that I keep next to my computer tower for no reason. I- I knocked it with my foot and it fell over because I'm stupid, doip. I give this match a thumbs up. What do you guys say? <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to give it a thumbs down for Nowinski, but man, I, I tell you, this has got to be my Maven match of the night. No. <laughs> just kidding. No. It certainly was the Maven match of the night. Just just thumbs. Yes, it was the Maven match of the night. It's not a lie. Uh, thumbs down. It was just, you know, whatever. Who cares? Who, who cares? Like, I, I think... Is Theodore Long like getting kicked out because they're clearly trying to make him suck? So no, it's, it's not Theodore Long they're trying to make suck. It's Nowinski and Mac. They um, got absolutely well, buried in this raw. Yeah. yeah, I and like they've been building them up, and it just feels like they're flushing. They're flushing the whole storyline. So thumbs down for me. I was enjoying it. That's absolutely what's going on. And the thing yep. about it is, 
I, and I think Jazz's injury might be the catalyst in this sort of thing, but it's it's unfortunate of you know what what it could have been. And I only say no to Theodore Long because I know you know eventually he gets paired with Mark Henry uh, and General Manager of SmackDown, so on and so forth. But um, it's unfortunate, you know, if I didn't know that, it'd be like, geez, everyone's getting buried here. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, we'll we'll talk more well, about that a little later on. Obviously, well, this down, show but... does have Triple H on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there can't be anyone else that people like out here. Don't you like my blue trucks, Levi? <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Triple H, Evolution. We cut to them arriving in a limousine. Don't you mean Evolution? Oh wait, no, they don't have that theme yet. Never mind. Yeah, I'm mad about it. Apparently, <laughs> it's just weird. Damn. Well, you probably Damn. assumed that they were dubbing over it. Yeah, I always assume that they dub everything. But no, that was that was the original Evolution theme, as it were. But Evolution, they are they are greeted by some presumably horny women who are shooed <laughs> away by security. We cut to the highlight reel with Chris Jericho just tearing down the New York fans. Which is funny. He was born in New York, but whatever. He wants to talk about Steve Austin interrupting Lance Storm's match last week to call him boring. So basically, it was Lance Storm versus, uh, I forget if he's going by Garrison or Lance Cade. Uh, but Steve Austin pretty much comes out and he goes, Boring! Boring! So, we- so weird hearing him chant that too, because it doesn't sound natural for some reason. <laughs> it, yeah. Boring! Boring! <laughs> he, he even brings out a little pillow and a blanket, makes a pallet on the... Uh, on the stage. He's like, bring me a, bring me some apple juice and some teddy grams. I'm ready for my nap time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the teddy grams. <laughs> what? What? Gotta catch up. <laughs> teddy grams. <laughs> <laughs> so, at any rate, um, so Storm, he is the guest here tonight in the highlight reel and has a prepared statement. He says uh, no one enjoys a good laugh more than he does. All with the stoic face. It's actually really funny. <laughs> yes, it's, that's it's a very good. great thing. I love Lance Storm. Like Stephanie even when he... loves Lance Storm. She loved this just... whole segment. Lance is great. I feel bad that he's getting just destroyed. I hated Lance Storm at this time. I did too. And like I like I had to go back and look at wrestling and realize that the guys I hated when I was young, I actually love because they made me hate them. Correct. They did a good job. Yeah. Technical wrestling meant nothing to me at this age. Yeah. I didn't watch Raw at the time, so I really had no opinion on Lance Storm at the time. I can only see him through adult eyes, and I'm like, oh, no, he's really nice. <laughs> Those same adult eyes that viewed Stripperella. Oh, no! <laughs> I gotta yeah. say, folks, please tune in to Stripperella. I can tell you it makes me horny, so you know it's good. Uh, yeah, you, you shouldn't be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> If Jim Ross is horny, then you don't need to be watching this show. You don't, you don't need to play along. Dude, I, I pushed my um, stuff I shouldn't be watching limit with wrestling. Because <laughs> <laughs> without fail, bra and panties match every time. Family members Any come time. in. What did you watch? <laughs> watching titties, get out! <laughs> Dude, like, the same thing would happen to me. Like I was sitting there, I, I was watching news radio, 
and of course, like the one moment they walk in, it's like they say, like, "Go to hell, Bill. Kiss my ass." That's right when my grandma walks in the room. She's like, "You don't need to be watching stuff with such naughty language." I'm like, "Ah, come on." Yeah, so right. Kiss she my turned, ass, grandma. She turned to the TV and said, "Well, f you too, ball." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but at any rate, um, so. Yeah, no one enjoys a good laugh more than Lance. His entering ability should be more than enough to entertain people. And if you want bells and whistles, go to the circus. <laughs> this is a circus. This is such a great promo. Therefore, please stop chanting boring. And at the end of the statement, though, uh, here are uh, some movers, I guess is what you'd call them. And they start tearing down the set. And so Jericho and Lance Storm, they start freaking out. And Austin comes up on the screen to say that they are boring Madison Square Garden to death. And instead of reading prepared statements uh, and Jericho annoying him in general, let's have a tag team match. I'd have made it a fart noise. Whatever. Cool <laughs> for Lance Storm. Uh-huh. Anyway. It's Chris Jericho and Lance Storm versus the boys. Yeah. We're like a family here. We're just a little disabled. So, so Jericho and Lance Storm, they jumped the Dudleys during the entrance. Dudley's, um, that is until they run Lance Storm over, toss him to the outside. We get Bubba hammering away until Jericho trips him out to the floor. Running crotch attack to the back connects, and a belly-to-back suplex makes it even worse. Oof. <laughs> we get Storm with the leg lariat, and Crowder chanting boring just as soon as Lance Storm gets involved. It's amazing. He does like a big moonsault and all this stuff, and people are still like, boy! <laughs> uh, it sets up a chin lock before it's back to Jericho for a quickly broken walls. Uh, you know, they're not going to say boring to Jericho. <laughs> no. We get yet another chin lock, and there goes those chants again. Lance Storm switches to a sleeper, and, you know, you got Jerry Lawler making the boring comments as well. I, I at least like that he's like playing up like the the rests and stuff. You made the breasts, woo! We're gonna strip around, folks. <laughs> Bubba gets out with the suplex and makes the hot tag to Devon Dudley. That's hot. Oh gosh! Um, everything breaks down with a neckbreaker to both uh, Lance Storm and Jericho, except for the walls. The walls do not break down at this point. No, unfortunately. But the theme song says break the walls down. Well, Seth Rollins' song says burn it down, and you don't ever see anything burned down at Raw. Um, 
Jericho gets <laughs> flapjacked and they hit a what's up on Landstorm. But right in the nuts. Right in the gonads. The white brother calls on the black brother to get the table. <laughs> I'm the white brother. You'll get the table. But uh, it takes a little too long. Uh, Storm comes back in with the springboard clothesline for two on Devon. But then Ooh. you get the 3D to Lance Storm. One, two, three. The hometown boys win. Are we watching Avatar? Because it's a 3D. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I say thumbs up. The crowd was really loud, and I love them playing up on Landstorm being boring. Yeah, thumbs up. Uh, it, this thing went longer than I thought it would. I thought it would just be kind of like a one-sided kind of squash, like, look at them little douchebags, but it went for a while, and it was fun. Well, this the They also got the ECW pop from the crowd, too, because all four of these guys spent time in ECW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Landstorm did got... not receive one single pop. They said, boring, 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 sir. There was an ECW chant. I didn't say there wasn't. I just said Landstorm didn't inherit it. <laughs> Land, Landstorm, Landstorm does absolutely get credit for the ECW chant. I heard somebody in the audience go, Woo, I popped for Landstorm. So that counts. <laughs> it's like, I'm here specifically to watch Landstorm. I heard it bring, too. It's like, do I hear thunder? Because he's bringing the storm. <laughs> I want I want one of the shirts of Lance Storm that's like just him folding his arms, and then a closer picture of him folding his arms, and then like just a close up of his eyes. It's the greatest wrestling shirt I've ever seen. I have never seen that shirt. That sounds amazing. It's all, yeah, it's it's a red shirt. It's fantastic, dude. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Becky Lynch has a shirt that says "I don't care about your freaking opinion." So, oh, that's oh sick girl. And I gotta say, that's the best wrestling shirt I've ever seen. So, what did you guys say? Thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down, middle? Thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. Cool. I love the Dudleys. We look back at Evolution stealing Kane's mask about five months ago. Another flashback that we may or may not be aware that we are seeing, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. As a mystery. Much like Evolution. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> We are back live in New York City. We are sold out tonight here at the home of WrestleMania 20. And tonight, the world's heavyweight title on the line. Triple H defending against Kane. Kane must win the world's title tonight, or he must unmask. And Kane has been so protective of his identity. Take a look at this. Teamwork, the boss. And Batista will move out of the way. Oh, man. Orton just ran Kane face first into the ring post. J.R. Kane has, he's protected, as you said, that identity his entire life. Look at him, he's back there looking in that mirror. If he took that mask off, I bet his reflection would throw up. I've heard that his face is hideous. It's gruesome, J.R. Evolution is a mystery. Got you more than you, Gene. I bug, I, okay, <laughs> you don't have to put this in, but I bugged the hell out of Crystal uh, whenever Triple H's theme was playing. It was just the music, and I couldn't hear the lyrics because they were talking over it, but I just sang the whole thing <laughs> in like a, really, a really bad mock Lemmy voice, and she was like, stop. What does that sound like? Uh, crap. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I love how a lot of us had the same like you know thought that wrestlers sang their own songs because tri- <laughs> Triple H is one of those believable ones. There was never a point when I was like, wrestlers sing, wrestlers sing their own themes. I was a smart kid and was like, oh, that's Shawn Michaels singing. Everybody else is somebody different. I thought Triple H and Big Show for sure. Because <laughs> Shawn imagine... Michaels sang his own theme. Big show, Big show on the recording booth. Have we even explained? I don't think anybody knows the big, big, big joke. Which theme is that? You well, got to tell our audience. The true fans will understand, but uh, the true fans. Kyle, what is it? Uh, isn't it uh, the Jared show? Jared show, show yeah. original theme. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> it starts off well, it's the big, 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 and it starts playing "Break the Walls Down" behind it. It's so funny, right? <laughs> well, So, Kyle, we got backstage to Randy Orton reading McFoley's book. Can you explain more on this segment? Uh, yeah, it was weird uh, because I did not know what Mick's book was. Like, I it just assumed like... as an author he had only done just like wrestling books and the weird Christmas ones he had done. But uh, no, the book he he had, I guess I just should explain it for the sake of that's what they're reading. But it's called like Tiedem Brown. And from what I can tell, it's like a serious book about like, just some guy who's had a really terrible life and he's been in like a juvenile detention center. Um, and his, he was like molested by his father who was a member of the KKK and abused all his life. And just everybody's a jerk to him. And he's like, just basically going crazy. And uh, it's, I don't know. It sounds like a really messed up, serious, like very adult centric book. And so Randy, for some reason, is just reading this without any explanation other than it's just mixed book. And it's like a serious passage. And I forget what exactly it all says. But I wanted it's, Terry to kiss me or some something like that. Yeah, I it's like, breast. I grazed her breast, lying there, motionless, thinking upon the times at which I was happy, which weren't anymore. I kissed her or something like that. And then Rick was like, nobody ever kissed Mick Foley's ugly <laughs> He said, like McFoley's ever felt a woman's breast. <laughs> yes, he says. Like McFoley's ever felt a woman's breast. Woo! I want to die. And then he flopped over and started bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> you got a paper cut. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that happens. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a not-so-subtle plug to the book. Uh, and their goal tonight is to have Triple H retain his title. Naturally. 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 So we cut to La Resistance. They're making their way to the ring to sing the French National Anthem. Terribly, I might add. So what I want us to do right now is to all rise for the French National Anthem. Yeah, it's... I'm totally standing right now. I thought it was funny because it's like they were all in on singing that French national anthem, and they're like, "We'll be right back, folks. We gotta cut to commercial." 
<laughs> so they obviously told him to shut up, and then they're like, "Hey, we're back! Start singing again!" Oh, uh, blue, blah, 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 blah. But there's no music. So no, really there was weird. music, but it was their entrance theme. It wasn't even. Oh, there was national <laughs> anthem. I didn't, even, I didn't even hear the music. I could just hear him just badly just scrambling to sing the anthem again. Long as this does, here we we are. Pizza takes on the hurricane. And special oh. guest, Sergeant Slaughter. That big faker. Oh no, we're not getting into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but big is certainly right. <laughs> <laughs> <Slaughter>. <laughs> He came out and I said, "Jeez, he's rotund." I know. My gosh, he's like big boy. (laughs) That's a thick ass boy, boy. (laughs) Damn, boy, boy. boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! It is good to see Sergeant Slaughter, though. Oh yeah. Damn. Damn, boy. Damn, boy, he's thick, boy. That's a thick ass boy. Damn, boy. Yeah, as I know. Thick as he may be, he's so huge. He's thick, bro. Uh, uh, now, folks, I gotta say, Sergeant Slaughter's looking definitely thick tonight. So speaking of thick, if you go to bluechew.com, think speaking of thick, those mere strip rails this Friday. <laughs> She's guaranteed to give you uh, an erection. Definitely, Kyle. <laughs> hey. What can I say? I got a bone. No. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I told my steps. <laughs> no. <laughs> what can I say, dude? <laughs> Stepdad, what can I say? I'm packing down here. <laughs> I'm and he says, oh, I'm come a- on, Kyle, that's disgusting. I'm going to haul in some wood if you catch my drift. Oh, come back to some scene. <laughs> Your dad's JR? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Let's the talk fans, about this amazing match. <laughs> the fans definitely respond to Sergeant Slaughter. He gets a pop. And uh, not much to say in this one. Uh, Hurricane dives on top of uh, Savon Grenier, leaving Slaughter to knock around Rene Dupree. This includes Sarge hitting up, setting up Rene Dupree for a spagingle. Ah! Which nearly hurt Sergeant Slaughter as much as it hurt uh, Galliaia. That's how you pronounce his name, right? I'm sorry for our French listeners if there are any. (laughs) Well, you can look at that on Anchor.fm, our sponsor. I I, I took French in middle school, so I I understand. 
Uh, now, I don't know much about French, but I, I do know about bikinis. I don't know much about France, but I do enjoy a nice gray poupon. Hey, Strip really, you want to see my croissant? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's a, that's a clever term I, I call my penis. Okay, curved. okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. We, <laughs> we, got, we have to have like a, like a three, a three JR joke minimum per episode now. We have to tally this. Reel back, folks. Uh, so, <laughs> so it gets the cobra clutch uh, uh, once and two times until Dupree makes it to the ropes. Uh, Grenier uses a distraction to get in a belt shot for the fast pin. Hurricane was never in the match. Mm-mm. Obviously, thumbs down. But what do you guys say? Thumbs down. Down. I noticed Sergeant Slaughter was bleeding for some reason, but... Did you notice why? It well, like he bit his him. tongue because he got hungry in the middle of the match. Oh, it looked like he just like cut himself shaving or something. Honestly. Oh yeah, I think I did read that somewhere that that was the case. Oh <laughs> really? Yes. No. Now that you say that, that jogged my memory. <laughs> Unlike Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> that one took me a second. <laughs> that was the depth charge. Oh, so we take another flashback. We look at uh, Steve Austin trying to fire up uh, Kane uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. A pin. Busted Sarge open with that championship. Oh, check it out. Will Kane become the? World Heavyweight Champion. I just wonder if the fire is going to come out of Kane tonight. What Kane will we see tonight? Hey, where is the Kane that beat my ass and took me to hell and back and took my title from me in a first blood match? Does that son of a bitch still breathe? Is the- And so, um, basically what happened was, uh, I believe Kane lost to Rene Dupree, like, in a really fast match on Raw, and Steve Austin's like, what's wrong with you? This ain't the same dude I know. Give me a choke slam. <laughs> and so, give, me, give Steve Austin a kiss on the lips. If you- so there's this weird thing that happened here and with the week prior to where Kane is like going to choke slam Steve Austin, but doesn't. It's it's just such a weird position to be held in. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. weirder part is that like while he's being choked, like Stone Cold pulls a mic up. It's like, come on, do it. 
That's what kind of caught me. It's like they could have easily just caught that on just the like the ambient microphone. It's just the fact they put it up. It's like, come on, don't slam me, big daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but more than that, uh, the week prior to when he's going to decide if he's going to wrestle Triple H for the title with his mask on the line or not, uh, he's decide he makes his decision by choke slamming said person. So he gets Steve Austin up at Triple, Triple H is like, yes. But then he puts him down and choke slams Triple H. It's like, why are y'all letting him like hold you in these positions? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it's going to hurt. Because they're scared. That's all. <laughs> it's like, kick him in the balls. Something. Kick him, kick him in the brimstones. <laughs> but yeah, flashback. We, we, don't, we still don't know if we're supposed to see it or be aware that it's happening or whatever I'm trying to say. But... <laughs> Bring out Stone Cold for an announcement. Stone Cold! No, you bring out Stone Cold. All right, get in here. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Hey, Levi's. I'm your best friend, Stone Cold. What's up, baby? Man, I'm so glad you're back. Uh, I noticed you had a drink in your hand. What are you drinking today? I'm uh, drinking a big old uh, glass of uh, chocolate milk. I'm going to have some Teddy Grahams to lay down. Whoa, dude, don't drink that too fast. You might throw up. I might poop my pants, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, bye. <laughs> so Stone Cold's here. Uh, he is. He announces that WrestleMania 20 is coming to Madison Square Garden. Yay! So you get the huge emblem. I'm excited. I love WrestleMania 20, and I can't wait to get to it. Like, Dude, was Wrestle- this was this their first like time they announced it was going to be in Madison Square? Or did everybody know beforehand? Uh, they definitely announced at WrestleMania 19 that it would be uh, in Madison Square Garden. Okay, I couldn't remember. But before that, I'm not oh, so gosh. sure. Because now, now during the night of WrestleMania, that's when they announce where they're going to be next, But which would be the case then. But I don't know. As for tonight, he has Mick Foley come out to the ring. Um, he says to Foley that he knows he's going on a book tour. And I'd like an autographed copy. Sexy. Uh, but before, before he goes, Austin has a gift. So he fully thinks it's going to be a stunner, but uh, Austin brings out. Uh, I ECW like that. I thought that was funny. What's funny? The him like, oh, I don't want it to be a stunner because I mean that is I don't know. Is this kind of funny because of the relationship Stone Cold and Mick have over the years? Like, yeah, you know, it would it would be a, a totally Stone Cold thing to do to just hit him with a stunner right there, and Mick would totally do it because he's Mick, but like. Yeah, it just the it just kind of played up the relationship between them, even though it was a, a goodbye Mick. You know, they were they still had that that sort of friendship there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Austin brings out some ECW originals, and they have a hardcore championship framed for him. And of course, I'm not done yet, boy. Uh, Stone Cold plays uh, a really good uh, music video tribute to Mick Foley, showing some highlights from his career, some of his death-defying stunts, if you will, uh, to the tune of So Far Away by Stained. And to this day is one of my favorite video packages that they've ever done. And unfortunately, yeah, it, 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 you can't see it on the network. You have to go to YouTube for it. But Yeah, it's worth the it. network, network version is not nearly as powerful. It's like really generic, lame music. Yeah, I, I I wanted to watch them both just to see the difference, and like I, I'm sitting there like this is neat, but it's missing something. And then I like started remembering. I was like, now that we're here, so <laughs> far away. 
I was like, oh yeah, this is much better. And I want to kiss Mick Foley today. It is a smile. It's I'll a bitch. Somebody shake me a kiss. I must be asleep. Anyway. I must be the big, 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 big. So, yeah, go out of your way to see it. I really enjoyed it. Before anything else can occur, Mr. McMahon enters in. So Vince brings up how last time he saw Foley, it was on Vince's private plane, and that as far as he, that being Foley, was concerned, he'd never step foot in a WWE ring ever again. Yet tonight, here he stands. And I believe that's that's kind of a shoot. Uh, I think it was around the time of Survivor Series, 2001. Mick Foley's like, I'm done. And, you know, up till recently, you didn't see him. He was really like tired of like the creative direction. So that it's based in reality what he's saying here. And Vince says that's not cool from a personal standpoint. It makes him want to take that trophy, he calls it a trophy, and bash him over the head with it and turn you into a puddle of gelatin or ooze. Ooze. I love that. He's just like keeps going, like gets even more descriptive with it. But from a professional standpoint, it's something else. Therefore, I got two words for you, Foley. You're fired. Thank you. Which Shock was cool. it. Then Vince joins DX. It was it was a feel good moment. Yeah, it was definitely feel good. So Vince extends his hand out, but Foley he wants a hug, and so much to his annoyance, he gets a hug. No. Foley says he used to mock wrestlers for crying during their great moments, but uh, that was the case with him watching his highlights. We get the required cheap pop right here in New York. And the Al Snow joke. Which was great. That was funny. Foley talks about watching Snuka versus Don Morocco, where he knew he just wanted to do this for the rest of his life. Oh, wait, you mean the match with Morocco and uh, you said his name wrong. Uh, Jimmy Murderfly Murderer? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, the murderer. Uh, uh, we're watching Raw, not SmackDown. No, <laughs> in, the words oh. of, in the words of Dorothy Gale, there's no place <laughs> like home. So he hopes he'll be welcome back in a WWE ring at some point again. And one last thing he says, in the words of Frosty the Snowman, noted hardcore philosopher, I'll say goodbye, but don't you cry. I'll be back again someday. And so it's a little send-off for Mick Foley, who didn't get one uh, initially. So uh, just knowing what comes, I'm like, kind of random, but uh, I like it. I remember it all these years later, so good on them. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about all this? It was very touching. It touched me. No, it was nice. I liked it. Uh, I mean, if like if the only thing I could be like mildly critical about is if you just look, uh, it kind of breaks the flow. But it's for a good reason because Mick's a nice guy. <laughs> hey guys, enjoying the ruthless aggression podcast? Well, then listen to some ads. <laughs>
Pepsi Blue, a new fusion of berry and cola. Pepsi Blue, it's the mix. We ride together. for life what you gonna do when we come for you rated r in theaters everywhere july 18th relive the smacking morphing farting drooling exploding imploding screaming kicking and belching i can hardly wait you sick little monkey it's classic ran and skippy oh joy next only on the first network for men Taco Bell's Chicken Caesar Grilled Stuffed Burritos so loaded with Caesar salad taste, you may get Seized by Caesar. Guys, hello! You mind coming back a little later? We're kind of busy. Oh, man. It's Taco Bell's new Chicken Caesar Grilled Stuffed Burrito. Packed with tender all-white meat chicken, tangy Caesar dressing, crisp romaine lettuce, and crunchy red strips. All wrapped to go in a grilled flour tortilla. To fill up on Caesar salad taste, think outside the barn. While playing the game Stuntman, always remember to keep you and your friends well within the margin of safety. Stuntman, buckle up, Brady T for Teen. Okay. Yeah, 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 Practice podcast, practice podcast, doing the noises that we do on the show, doing the noise we do on the show. Boo or goo, coming up soon. You don't know what to do. So, if you like those types of shenanigans, but you need to listen to my show with that guy over there, Alex, and that guy over there. Jake, it's my show with Alex and Jake, the flagship show of the Red Arrow Network, everywhere podcasts are available.
Kevin Madhouse and Shot Michaels taking on Rick and Miranda Orton of the Evolution. <laughs> Which is not yet a mystery. Yeah, and we're pissed. <laughs> Jake, do you have any ruthless aggression nuclear hate for this theme? Well, I, not really. I just, I hate it. I just, I want it to be better. And I, I'm waiting. It's like if Hulk Hogan comes out and he doesn't come out to real American, it just doesn't sound right. You know? What, it, what about American Made? He's American Made! Uh, there's a very specific Hulk Hogan that I'm down with to see American Made. Like he can't come out now to American Made. Yes, he can. I'd be happy. I'd flip uh, out. Uh, that is the only uh, way I'd truly pop for Hulk Hogan these days if he came. He out got the American red button, blue runner through his veins. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so freaking in the <laughs> like we just find out that that's exactly what we need to unite the country is just Hulk Hogan being a U- uh, a good guy again, and all of a sudden everybody's like friends are you aware of dusty Rhodes' um wcw theme him drinking otani's it is <laughs> it is quite awful i have never heard it because you know the wwe one goes america it's like it's yeah. awesome but his wcw one goes yeah america country It's just it's, you made it sound like it was the Hulk Hogan one, dude. The problem I know it's similar, but it- dude, the JCP did that to everything. Like if you listen to like DDP's intro, self high five. It's just it's the reverse of smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, I know. Like, They're all. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Jer- Jericho's theme sounding just like a blatant Pearl Jam knockoff was terrible too. Yeah. So Sean chops away at Flair, and of course, <laughs> no Ric Flair match is complete without a spagingo. Uh, and Ric Flair dies. He finally achieved his euphoric state. At he, he, Ghost he, he, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he just ascends to Ghost Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Y'all have to check out Starcade 95, our, our bonus episode, to get that joke. If you haven't, uh, what's wrong with you? Get out of here. You're not a real fan. Yeah, you, you can go and get. You can go and get. You can get. Don't get bit. Don't get bit. So then it's off to Orton to trade right hands. Nash gets a slide slam from Randy Orton. Flair tags in and starts chopping away at Nash. But it has no effect on the big sexy. Can't beat the big sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Flair tries to whip Nash, but falls over. (laughs) I love that spot. Uh, He lacks the power to do so, obviously. This is followed by framed elbows to Flair in the corner. We get a whip to Flair for yet another spaghetti. Oh man, he died twice. 
But yeah, Vince McMahon, he came out and gave him CPR. And so he's like, all right, I'm good. And then he died again. Get back in the damn match. Then he electrocuted his testicles, which brought him back to life. He's like, no more, please, Vince, please, I'm tired. <laughs> I want to enjoy the sweet release of death. This this spagingo, or back body drop, as it were, uh, it's a very odd-looking one. To where, like, I think Kevin Ash kind of struggles to get him up and over. <laughs> but it's, it made me laugh out loud. Yeah, it did look weird. Nashy clotheslines both men to the outside. So with Evolution on the floor, Shawn Michaels hits a slingshot dive to take them both out. And we he hits him so hard, we cut to a commercial. So we're back in with Shawn. He's getting stomped down by Orton and starting in on working over his arm. Flair comes in for an armbar of his own. Dilling knees to the damaged arm of Shawn Michaels. It's a cool spot. Uh, HBK goes for a backslide on Orton. But as he is going down, Flair makes a blind tag and kicks Shawn Michaels while they're in the pinning position. I, I like that a lot. That's that's some it was old really school cool. stuff. Old school boy. So they both, Orton's and Michaels, they both collide, uh, both attempting shoulder blocks. And this allows the hot tag to Kevin Nash. The big big sexy. We get scoop slams and big boots from Nash to both men. And of course, Jim Ross cannot help himself. He just has to let everyone know how Kevin Nash played basketball for the University of Tennessee. Do you think that your your dis, your recent distaste for Jim Ross has to do with your your recent distaste for Jim Ross? No, I love old Jim Ross. So you're saying you hate the big sexy? Yeah. Are you are you saying you can beat the big sexy? Yeah. You said you can beat the big sexy and yes, a Yes, I can. Match? Hey Nash, you're next. Can't anyway. beat the big sexy. This um, make me angry. So Nash takes the straps down, and Jr. alludes to his favorite pay per view by saying, "The end may be near." Flair saves Orton from the jackknife by hitting an unseen low blow on Kevin Nash. That was a very tucked-in low blow. It was like he was like thumbing him in a butthole. <laughs> I had to rewind it to see it. Both men attempt to whip Nash, but it's a flying air quotations double clothesline that bring down Evolution from Kevin Nash. <laughs> That's enough from Nash. He tags out to Shawn Michaels. So Shawn Michaels comes in, hits a third Spagingo to Flair. Oh, God! <laughs> everywhere. This is why Flair looks so old. He's taken like a million Spagingos and still gets up. And Randy Orton gets one as well. So that's four Spagingos in one match, folks. They don't care about anyone's safety. Shawn that's why Michaels, he hears voices yeah. in his head. This Spagingo knocked his brain loose. I hear Spagingos in my head. <laughs> they talk to me, they bake my bread. So, Sweet Chin Music gets blocked by Flair. Uh, Michael sends Orton over the top to the outside, and Ric Flair starts begging off, which sounds like what, Jake? Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. No, no. No, Leon, please, no. Thank you. Ric Flair, <laughs> yeah, he starts begging off. Uh, and Michael sits a scoop slam on him, and I swear... It looked like a challenge to get Flair up. 
like Sean was lifting a big bag of potatoes. Well, that's kind of an accurate description of Flair's body type. Sack of taters. Sack of taters on the mat. <laughs> Shawn Michaels lifting that big sack of potatoes, Ric Flair. So top rope elbow followed by sweet chain music is good for the one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, Yippity D. Kyle, what do you think about this match? Uh, didn't really blow me away. Uh, maybe it was just because the the big void that is Kevin Nash kind of drug it down some for me. Uh, you know, it's all right. Thumbs in the middle. That's his nickname in the later years. The big the void. Big void. <laughs> big void. Can't beat the big void. That's why he came back with that like permanent marker black hair because he's like a big dark <laughs> void that sucks in all joy. Yeah, it, it felt like Kevin Nash was a step behind in this match. Mm-hmm. But like he, he, st- he still had some ability to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't like hate him. It's just, mm. Mm. it's definitely the twilight of his career, his entering yeah. career. Yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. Which definitely meant he had no business 2011 entering. <laughs> Jake, what did you th- what do you think about this match? Oh, thumbs in the middle. I mean, it's it, it's all people I like, but they're just they're just kind of pushing storyline. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fine match for for Raw, or yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest. When this match came on, I went to go play on the computer at my dad's house, so <laughs> I missed it back in the day. However, um, when it came time to watch it for this review, I was like, if I thought that match was boring then, how am I gonna watch it now? So I put it off, yeah. and then I watched it. I was like, huh, that was actually an all right match. And I especially liked how the crowd was like into you know the tune up the band and the sweet chin music. They were really for Shawn Michaels, and you just not not to compare you know modern era with past era, but you just don't really see that much of being sucked in anymore. Um, yeah, like you do, you do sometimes, but like man, random Monday Night Raw, Shawn Michaels, Massacre Garden, everyone's excited for tune up the band. I'm for it, man. Are you kidding me? Like when Pete, when Roman Reigns gets in that corner and shakes <laughs> and goes ooh-ah, it's thunderous. <laughs> but yeah, I give the match a thumbs up. It was pretty good. You're pretty good. <laughs> if so you know get, what I mean. So as aforementioned, we get video of Kane agreeing to the match from last week. You know where he cho- just makes his decision by choke slamming certain. Re- a certain wrestler or talent. Uh, he chokeslams Triple H, so he's going to put his mask on the line. For, yeah. So we cut to JR and King, and the fans have casted their vote, with the exception of those on the West Coast. Evolution tonight! The pop tonight! The leader of Evolution, Triple H, defends the world title against King. King must win it! Our team must unmask. And here, ladies and gentlemen, is how this extraordinary world heavyweight title match came about. Think 
about it. Together as evolution, no one will be able to stop us, Kane. Uh oh! Well, maybe somebody can! You can take Triple H's offer, you can join evolution, or you can take Stone Cold Steve Austin's offer. You will face Triple H for the world title at Madison Square Garden. Hold on, hold on here. Chicane, if you lose, you will unmask while the whole world watches. So what's it gonna be, Kane? Who's almost Kane gonna take? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been voting uh, in the last several minutes. Over 80,000 fans have voted, and King, I'm a little bit surprised. Well, the result of the last event event being Kane winning the world title or Kane unmasking. And here are the results, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen, but here's what the fans think. 56% of you fans voted that we will have our new world's heavyweight champion tonight, King. Is that what you think? Is it? Come on, tell me. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh oh, I'm just not sure. I. Well, there he is. And folks, no challenger that I can ever remember has ever had more on the line, as much at stake as Kane does tonight when he faces Triple H for the world title. It's his face. It's his identity. It's the thing that he's protected his entire life, and we may see it tonight. Uh, the fans think that Kane will win the title, 56% to to uh, 44%. Which is pretty wild. That like that's interesting to me. Wait a minute. What if they if my my prediction was right, like they were going to use that as a metric, but they were going to go with the opposite to be like, oh, I'll swerve them, dude. What if? Um, hear me out. Okay. You kiss Stripperella. Oh, dude, no! <laughs> you would not I'd be do it. I'll hot. do it. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. <laughs> so we cut backstage to Foley. He is signing a book for Mr. McMahon when Evolution walked past him. So that was really funny. Just like, hey, uh, can you sign that book for me? That'd be cool. <laughs> and Foley says something like backhanded to Ric Flair. And he's like, what did you say to me? I didn't think it was, it didn't come off as backhanded to me when I watched it. Or rather, he well, took it that way. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was like, hey, it was a good match out there, guys. What did you say to me? I'm working. <laughs> uh, well, I do like, he's like, you really, you're really proving yourself out there. And uh, just Randy Orton snaps. And like, as he's bashing his head, he's like, am I proving myself now? And he's like, yeah, he just said that you were, dude. Chill. Proving that you're a, a douchebag. <laughs> oh. So they bash a bottle over the head of Foley, and they're fighting near the stairs. And dang, man, Randy Orton kicks Foley in the head and sends him down a flight of steps. The legend killer is born. So Mr. McMahon, he enters the scene, and what happens, Kyle? Now you're going to think I'm lame, but at this point I got up to go get a drink, so I didn't see what Mr. McMahon said. Well, (laughs) I, I got you. 
Yeah, Jake's covering me for the McMahon stuff. I'm dropping the ball this episode, folks. I'm <laughs> I got I got your back. That's why we're a good three man team. There we go. Uh, free, we're free burden this episode. <laughs> Woo! Uh, he he's like, hey, some get someone get over here. There's a bunch of trash in the hallway. <laughs> That's not what he said. He's we need some help. I'm a dick. Perhaps a janitor. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I got Doesn't the, he poop the his pants. Anyway, that's what happened. So dang, Sam Foley off bad. Cut to the ring. Well, actually, hold on. Kyle, what's the next match? Um, actually, isn't the next thing the white boy challenge? Yes. Oh, are we gonna call that like a match, or are you just gonna be? Yes. Oh, okay, I'll just do it. Coming at you, it's Theodore Long. It's the white boy, boy boy challenge. Hey, player, who wants to face the white boy challenge? It's me, Goldberg. There you go. Goldberg comes out with a mic half drunk, and that's what it sounds like. He does his own theme. That's that's what it sounds like when he cuts a promo anyway. So we cut to Teddy Long and Rodney Mack. They're in the ring for another five-minute white boy challenge. White boy challenge. And not much to say. Goldberg comes out, Spears, Rodney Mack, Jackhammer, and uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, overall we the segment... We buried Rodney Mack. The, the Mack segment was a big fart, but I will say I like that Rodney Mack, before he, Goldberg came out, went to go confront him, and he went into like, the Sparks, and then Goldberg like emerged like he just beat them through the Sparks. Yeah, but that was looked, kinda, cool. I will but say then it, it looked got, really lame. <laughs> It, it looked goofy afterwards because Rodney Mack rolled the entire way down the end. Just looked goofy. <laughs> oh yeah, it reminded me of that um, creative entrance back in SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no. like keep rolling. Seriously, keep rolling. from, from the top rolling, to the rolling, bottom, rolling. kept rolling, rolling, rolling. Come on. So the best, like the worst part of it for me was like they they show the confrontation from the reverse angle. And it wasn't even really anything. It was just like Goldberg gently pushing him. And like that that was the big bump. Like if you saw a few punches out of the reverse angle, that would have been cool. But it just seemed like he's like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. You heard him say, go and get. Yeah. Overall, it was a pretty big farty segment. Nothing happened. Jackhammer, Roddy Max buried the end. Bye bye, Rodney Mack. Bye bye, Theodore Long team. Can you honestly sit there and say? You give the legendary Rodney Mack a thumbs down? No, he got a thumbs no, up. No, he, he gets oh, a big he gets a thumbs, thumbs up. up, man. Oh, my gosh. For Rodney, Rodney Mack. Rodney Mack Rod- gets a thumbs up. Yeah. And I'm then for Goldberg, the rematch at WrestleMania 20. Goldberg gets the brother sucks. Brother sucks. Dude, Rodney Mack is a legend. I, I will not sit here and let you talk trash about it. No, we're we're in full support of Rodney Mack. Uh, no, I mean generally, like if, if anyone out there has a problem with the legend Rodney Mack, you can face me in a five minute white boy challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be, wait till I can't wait until uh, Return of the Mack. 
Return. <laughs> now hold on, player. I brought somebody back for this match. So yeah, Goldberg goes over for no reason because we had to find a big strong boy to beat up Rodney Mack for some reason. Yeah, in, in all honesty, unfortunately, we're ending this uh, stable, which sucks. But hey, the sports entertainment world keeps on spinning. Matt Flat <laughs> So we cut backstage to Kane once again, and Rob Van Dam enters in. Hey, man. Hey, I just wanted to say, kick some ass. I feel really good about this. That title's yours. He gives Kane a pep talk, and he's like, man, you got this world title, man, for 120. <laughs> and Kane breaks the mirror he's been looking into all night. Are we sure, or is it like a metaphorical mirror that he's breaking? Is that, was his dream, that was his dream Dude, mirror. That foreshadowing. 420 shadowing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, because, my bad. Oh my because God. the facial scars are on his mind. They're throwing his head! My God! Oh. Yeah, the seizure. So we get a WrestleMania recall of WrestleMania 18, where Triple H pedigrees Stephanie McMahon. That happened, and it looks like Stephanie's puppies are about to fall out of her shirt. They, it's great for family reunions when they talk about that. Well, that did happen one time on SmackDown. What? Her poopies fell out? Yes. Yeah. Triple H gave her oh pedigree. My. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah. But anyway, now it's time for the main event of the evening. I feel like I don't need to get into the background here because I already did. <laughs> the like the entire year. episode? Exactly. One thing I will say is, you know, Kane has been here since 97. So about six years, six, seven years. Um, 
And he's had this mask the whole time. And everyone's like, I want to see what your face looks like, you know? And will we get that today? Let's find out. Nah. I do want to say, though, Triple H is wearing blue panties. Mm. And also, this is, this is uh, the what I was alluding to at the beginning of this episode. No fire out of the posts from Kane. Oh, so you had a chance. So, you know, normally that means he's going to win. He's going over. So that, that might be something for the for the smarks out there. So they start fast with punches as well as a spagingo. Oh, my God. He wants to kill him. He's dead. My God, in the match, in the damn match. <laughs> Triple H gets sent into the corner and gets caught in a double-handed choke. Kane whips Triple H in the corner. And I think Triple H is going for his own variation of the flare flip. But he didn't get it, so he rolls under the bottom rope to the outside. It's almost like he's not Ric Flair. He wants to be. I want to be Ric Flair. That's what he said when he was looking in his mirror before the match. Kane goes outside and immediately has to deal with the old Ric Flair shenanigans. Nope. He turns attention back to Triple H and sends him into the solid steel steps. Say that five times fast. Solid steel step. Solid steel step. Kane sends Triple H over the barricade, uh, and they're amongst fans, and Kane's just wailing him in the head. Flair gets in the ring for a distraction, and this allows Triple H to hit a chair shot to the head of Kane. And the hit is so powerful that they cut to a commercial break. We're back from the break, and Triple H is trying to set up for the spinebuster, and he connects. This is followed up by Kane sitting up, and there's just like this bit of a back and forth where Triple H will knock him down, and he just sits right back up. And all this happens, and it's followed by both of the dudes botching a DDT. <laughs> Thankfully, Kane sits straight up, so Triple H pulls him down by the hair. It's called a neck breaker on commentary. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a hair breaker. <laughs> so Kane begins to fight back. He offers Triple H his chin. He starts pointing to it. And I he... have a chin! <laughs> oh my you can God. see it with my no. new mask. Not the long tee or, I guess, yeah. So then Kane fires up, haha, with punches in the corner. A power slam gives Kane two, and the top rope clothesline connects, but you bump into the referee, Earl Hebner. Oh, no. But he's I not bumped well enough, so Kane hits a big inadvertent boot to surely take him out. Flair tries to ring in the belt, but to no avail, as Flair knocks Triple H with the World Heavyweight Championship for two, but... Yeah, let me read that again. Flair tries to bring in the belt, but to no avail, as Kane knocks him down, takes the belt, and knocks Triple H with it, but he only gets a two count from the second referee. And that like that had everybody going. Dude, I, I was pumped. You, my like, nips were like glass cutters, so I was so excited for this. <laughs> uh, and since it's two, Kane sends the ref flying over the top rope. So Triple H, he gets a low blow and a pedigree, but it only gets two. What? Like, if I, I figured this was where the match was going to end because it felt like such a Triple h ending. <laughs> Jim Ross, uh, with a call on commentary, he exclaims, Kane leaves! <laughs> Kane sends Triple H into Flare. Chokeslam to Flare, and Triple H goes for a pedigree, but it's blocked. 
and Kane catapults Triple H into Flair, who was, who was in the corner recovering. And that is followed by a Flair flop. Yeah. <laughs> Chokeslam is loaded up, but Orton comes in with a low blow and the RKO. Triple H gets a second pedigree and gets the win. Oh my god! You know what? The funniest part of this to me is that the guy in the Degeneration X shirt in the front row is so mad that Triple H won. I'm like, you're wearing a Degeneration X shirt. You should be happy that Triple H won. Dude, he was a Road Dog fan. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what did you think about this match? I, uh, I, I mean, it had me a couple times. I mean, even though I knew what was going to happen, I was like, oh, there were a couple pretty good false finishes. Um, the the post match is just kind of goofy, but I mean it's it, the match itself is good. I liked it. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up because I was entertained by it. Yeah, same sentiment for me, uh, especially like for episode of Monday Night Raw. I thought this was a pretty pretty dang entertaining main event. Um, you know, even knowing the outcome, it still had me surprised at like the false finishes and stuff that felt kind of deserved. But yeah, it was all pretty pretty neato bagito. So I give it a thumbs up. Nito Spigingo. Oh, no, not again. Oh. <laughs> uh, I will say the kid version of me really liked it. Uh, apart from the finish, you know, I didn't want Kane to lose. Uh, but adult version of me, not very impressed. Um, but it did what it needed to do. And it's create suspense for Kane finally unmasking. So after the match, Eric Bischoff comes out and he says, Kane, you knew the stipulations. Sorry. <laughs> you knew the stipulation and you gave your word. Now take that mask off. Now take those pants off. And so Kane takes his pants off, shows his big shows red tongue. <laughs> <laughs> he, he shows everyone the real big red machine. Um, I have to point out that Bischoff is not wearing his trademark leather jacket. He is wearing, for some reason, this vacation weird, shirt. Like, yeah, it looks like some kind of old like, Charlie Sheen shirt. It's just so freaking ugly. I didn't expect to come out here tonight, but I will if it means you take off that mask. I got hot dog juice on my jacket. Teddy <laughs> Grimms. I'm still thinking about that. That's funny. Teddy Grimms. <laughs> I don't even remember how I said it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to eat these Teddy Grimms because they're damn good. Teddy Grimms. <laughs> Why can't we eat full-grown adult graham crackers? <laughs> What's the matter, Eric? Don't like teddy bears? Huh? You don't, don't like cinnamon? <laughs> don't like chocolate? Don't, don't like, like honey? What? Something wrong with you? You got something against bears? Huh? Why have I put you in the woods? No. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Jim Ross says, oh, you might want to put the kids to bed. And I remember that line because I was a kid. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is, is it about to go down? What is about to happen right now? And um, <laughs> Evolution, they all jump Kane. Uh, they want to take the mask off themselves. And this prompts RVD to come to Kane's aid. RVD's a good friend, man. Yeah. I know, right? He Even stuck after with Kane. spat. Yeah. yeah. They're thick and thin for Kane to be a big red bull. <laughs> 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 and uh, so they clear the ring. Choke slam, followed by a five-star frog splash to Orton. And Kane is about to... You know, do his little fire pyro out of the corner thing. But then he's like, he stops. He stops himself. 
And he contemplates, and he's like going to take his mask off. It's like, and it's stuck. He turns away from the hard camera. As he's removing his mask, you hear this woman go, "Oh, he's so damn ugly!" (laughs) (laughs) And I, I always will remember that scream for some reason. I just remember exactly where I was when this happened. Kane turns around, and Kyle, how would you describe this? Um, turns around and like Kane, he's supposed to be like some big burnt up scary man. Uh, but he pulls his mask off and then like, it surprises me that a lot of the mask is fake hair. And so it comes off and he has this weird half shaved head and he's just got a bunch of like eye grease on and he's spooky, but he's not all burnt up. I don't know. It's very odd. You know? Yeah. That whole hair thing shocked me as a kid. I was like, it was I, like I didn't, know, I didn't know how to process it. I was like, "What? He ripped his hair out. He's crazy." I should have just made it like that. Jake, what were your thoughts on this? Ah, uh, man, I was uh, when because I remember seeing the pictures of it, like because I, I remember hearing that came. See what that looks like on on the internet, and I remember seeing it and being like, "Man, that was kind of lame, actually." And then like watching it happen live, and just like the way he turns around is like eight years of build for him to just be look like the guy who's been cleaning, who's been cleaning a, you know, a chimney for the last six hours. Do you think anybody, <laughs> do you think anybody upon watching this episode, like when he turned around and revealed his face was just like, Hey, wait a minute. That's Isaac Yankum. What the hell? <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, I think the other question is, was there anybody who saw him turn? They're like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like oh he's here I saw my kill because I remember I remember as a kid like in 2001 my friend was a big Kane fan and he was talking about he's like you know the way that they could bring Kane back and actually make him scary is like if he were to unmask himself and like burn somebody's face and I was like whoa that sounds really cool so like when I heard that Kane was gonna unmask I was like hoping that maybe when his mask came off, like he would spit fire at somebody or something <laughs> or like, I don't know something. I mean, they had, they can do all sorts of stuff in, in WWE and I, I don't know, just him turning around and looking like a regular dude with a bad haircut just didn't do it for me. Dude. What if after he unmasks, hear me out on this. Yeah. He electrocutes someone's testicles. <laughs> well, I, that would be terrifying. Think about it. What if I, I will, I will say, like, yeah, now looking at it, it's just like, oh, it's just a dude. But as as a kid, I thought that unmasked Kane was pretty intimidating. I'll say, yeah, and the best well, way he goes full bald, yeah. The best way yeah, I can put definitely. it is, I, I didn't know how to process it, and so he unmasks, turns his attention to RVD, does the you know the quick turnaround thing, and choke slams RVD straight to HE double hockey sticks, and uh, you know you get Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler like, look at that freak, <laughs> you know stuff like that. I think I'm going to throw up. He's so ugly. And we fade to black. I think that was pretty ruthlessly aggressive. Yeah. And, you know, if nothing else, it's it's a whole new direction for a Kane character that has been pretty dang stagnant. Yeah, I'd rather take this Kane over that goofy, happy party Kane from a few months back. So some insight that Bruce Pritchard shared on this whole thing was that, you know, in real life, Kane is one of the most normal, pleasant, polite guys you can meet, according to his peers and colleagues. And, you know, mayor of Knox County, he's got to be a good guy, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they call him Mayor Kane. So Kane was expecting them to shave his whole head. And during the the shaving process, Bruce Pritchard stopped them. And Kane's like, "What?" And he comes out with that head of hair that he had on Raw, and he's like, "That's perfect. That's what we want you to look like." And Kane was like, "I gotta pick up my kids from school like this. I gotta go out to dinner with my wife like this. Like this just is not, you know, a good idea." <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny, just thinking about those kinds of things. I I think it's really funny to imagine a, a huge like six foot ten man with a super long ponytail like out to dinner with his wife like is that any easier <laughs> right that's got to be super distracting it's like who's that giant guy over there with a ponytail well you think it's kane no, no that's kane, just, kane that's, just kevin, that's just kevin nash oh yeah diesel yeah he's a basketball standout from tennessee <laughs> Wait, that's fake diesel no but yeah guys like i said I, I remember exactly where I was when this came on. I remember watching this at my dad's house the summer of 03 um, and just being captivated. Like, what's next for Kane? Is he going to be, you know, be evil? Has this flipped him over? Because this mask was, you know, a huge part of his mentality and all that sort of stuff. So I was looking forward to it every week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, like, I didn't even know he'd unmasked. Like, I'd heard about it, but I didn't see it till later. And so it was kind of like, oh, weird, huh? But at the time, it wasn't just like, oh, okay, the mask and all, what's going to happen? And that'll do it for June 23rd's Monday Night Raw. Overall, I, you know, pretty solid thumbs up for this show. Entertaining. Uh, Some, obviously some low spots, but eh, get that with any weekly show, I suppose. What do you guys say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I give it a for a Monday Night Raw a decent little thumbs up. Uh, I mean, the best parts were truly very entertaining. Had some kind of jankiness, but overall, you know, not bad. I was entertained. I thought it was a pretty good episode of of Mon- Monday Newt Rue. I mean, you know, if you, I I was entertained for that. It didn't feel like I was watching a two hour wrestling show. You know, I felt like I was watching an hour and a half long wrestling show. Honestly. Me too. Would you stop? <laughs> or stop. Uh, so yeah, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. And if you want more ruthless goodness, make sure you follow us on social media. You got Twitter at Ruthless Pod, Facebook the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, Instagram Ruthless Aggression Podcast, and YouTube the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Give us a subscribe; you won't regret it. And Jake, where can they find you? Y'all can find me at Ruth, or yeah, uh, Red Arrow P sure. on Twitter, Red Arrow Productions on Instagram, and uh, Red Arrow Productions on Facebook as well. I host the uh, podcast My Show with Alex and Jake, and it's uh, funny sometimes. And just leave Kyle alone. Yeah. He doesn't you want to. Find me in your dreams, people. Kyle doesn't <laughs> want to talk to anybody about anything. <laughs> And next time, I promise, this is the last bonus episode. Next time, we will be reviewing Vengeance 2003. So make sure you tune into that one. And in the meantime, I'm Levi. I'm Kyle. I'm Jake. Reminding you to... Stay ruthless.
And if anybody's been living under a rock for the past few years and has forgotten what Mick Foley has done with his body for the WWE, for you, I got a hell of a piece of footage for you, so roll that summits right now. Oh, man. This is the hardcore championship belt, and Mick, you've earned it. This is my life. It's not what it was before. All these feelings I've shared, and these are my dreams that I've never lived before. Somebody's 